0: What is up everybody, this is the Log Nutrition Podcast, I'm your host Chris Heskett, and this is episode 81, 81, yes, alright, so no guest today with the holiday, um, one I just ran out of guests actually, um, so um, there's potentially a special announcement coming out soon, um, so pay attention, if you guys aren't paying attention to uh, my social media, my Instagram, TikTok, facebook um or you're not in the facebook group make sure you guys are there there's a special announcement coming out uh this week if you're listening to this episode on this week um so big big changes coming to pwc which is pretty awesome i'm very excited so with that being said let's get into today's episode we're going to keep things short one I'm getting ready to leave uh, and prepare for the holiday weekend. And since this is coming out on the holiday, we're going to keep things short, simple, and right to the point. It's not an apologetic Friday, so I'm not going to get, you know, ranty here, though I usually go off on tangents at some point, but I am going to set the timer to keep me on track here. So today's topic is going to be all about setting up your nutrition plan. And I've done a couple podcasts like this, but we want to. I'm going to walk you guys kind of through how to set up your own nutrition plan so you can be successful with whatever your goals are going to be. Now, most people, most of my clients are going to be weight loss. So most of this is going to be geared towards weight loss. That being said, I'm going to also include some other information if you are not in a weight loss phase or you're ready, you're trying to build muscle, et cetera. So. Let's get into it. So before we jump into anything with nutrition, we want to figure out kind of like what level you're at. And it's hard to like really quantify levels. But if you're very, very knowledgeable when it comes to nutrition, like you can, you know, the macros by heart of oatmeal, of steak, of chicken, of things like that, you're going to be a little bit more advanced than if you're listening and you're like, I have no idea what that would be. That's okay. You got, you got to figure out where you're at. So that you can move forward appropriately with what I'm going to tell you. Because if you jump ahead to something that is way too difficult, a lot of times that leads to burnout. And that's not the goal. The goal is to get you from where you're at to where you want to go. So we're going to start with the basics. Like you haven't had much of a way of tracking or you don't enjoy tracking. So before we do any of that first thing, we just want to start by building a plan where you're eating three times per day. Like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah, there's fasting and all that. I don't like starting people there because fasting can be an inappropriate approach for a lot of people. Especially if you have any history of disordered eating. Fasting a lot of times can exasperate. as bah, 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 can make that worse. I'm not going to try to repeat that word. Um, so we want to start at a place that you can actually like build a relationship with like improve your relationship with food and not stress out so much so eating three times per day and then maybe one to two snacks and those snacks are going to be placed in places where you tend to fall off track or you know you get hungry for example you can put that mid-afternoon you can put that after dinner it can be mid-morning wherever you need that you tend to fall off track we're just going to plan on eating something at that time it's almost like wow if I'm hungry, maybe I should eat. Yeah, let's plan on that. Otherwise, you kind of like burn through willpower, and you can get through like a week or two. All of a sudden, one dot, di- one day, you're going to get totally like burnt out. Like it's a stressful day at work. Traffic was ha- awful, and you get home, and you're like breaking out the cheese and crackers, and you just go like hey, I'm on And next thing you know, you ate a thousand calories of cheese and crackers, which isn't difficult to do, guys. It's not. So. We place the snacks strategically. With that portion control is going to be where we kind of want to start with that. So you got two options when it comes to portion control. We can use your hand as a portion guide or we can use a plate. The plate's pretty easy. You're going to do half your plate in veggies, a quarter of your plate in carbs, and a quarter of your plate in protein. That's the plate guide. Very easy. Downside is it needs to be like a normal sized plate and try not to do seconds. It is a great starting place. It is not perfect, though. Um, but it's a great place to start. If you don't want to track, you don't want to do any, you know a lot of extra work, you don't have to think. It's just like fill in this. Uh, downside, One downside is mixed meals are going to be challenging. Like doing a big pasta dish is going to be challenging. But with any of these, there's always pros and cons. So do realize that there's always – if you're like, oh, well, we always do mixed meals – not going to be the appropriate approach for you. Don't try to use that approach when you're trying to like work with how you eat. So you do have to think of that too. Um, The other method is using your hand, which is going to be palm of protein, fist for veggies, thumb for fat, and cupped handful for your carbs. And if you're a dude, you're going to eat two servings at each meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Women, you're going to eat one serving at each. And then you adjust from there. If you're starving all the time, you can't recover the, your energy tanks, you can bump up a serving or two here or there. If you're not seeing results, we can decrease some of the servings here or there. So you can adjust it up and down depending on where you are you need, what you need. But you, it's a great starting place. And then again, adding those snacks in one high-protein snack one to two times per day no more than that don't like doing three snacks because then you start to have to really pull calories from your meals and what i find is when you're eating like six times per day you're never like fully satisfied you're always like semi-hungry the entire time and if you miss anything and welcome to life you're probably going to miss a snack you're ravenous on the back end of that so it's better to like okay we're going to like be more satisfied with our meals and we just use our uh snacks to kind of like carry us over like Maybe it's to fuel our workouts, to help us with workout recovery, or just to help with our hunger at certain times of the day. That's how we use snacks. Snacks are strategic. They're not just to like be snacky, like not just to like fill our mouths with things. It's to strategically plan. If you don't want to snack, snack, just have bigger meals. Um, so that's kind of like level one. Like you just want to focus on portion control. You don't need to weigh anything, but you do want to start to learn about what our protein sources what are carb sources? What are fat sources? And to break that down simply, anything that comes from a plant is usually going to be some sort of carb source. And there's higher protein carb sources like beans, and there's going to be higher fat carb sources, say like avocados. Well, no, I'm wrong there. Avocados are a fat source they contain some carbs. Uh, but some, you know, in general, most carbs are going to be most plant foods are going to be high in carbs. So think your flowers, your sugars, those all come from plants. You can be plant-based and eat white sugar. Um, so anything that coming from a plant, which is usually also stuff in packaged, stuff like flowers and sugars and things like that, that's going to be more carb-based. If it comes from an animal, chicken, steak, eggs, yogurt milk. It's going to be a little bit more protein based. And then you get the intersection where there's carb fat sources, protein fat sources, protein carb sources. So like beans, quinoa, good source of protein, also comes with a ton of carbs. Uh, Steak, good source of protein, also higher in fat than chicken. Uh, Whole milk yogurt has a little bit of carbs, has some protein, has some fat, so th- there's not a ton of like just like straight up like there are, but a lot of the really like fun foods, the foods you enjoy, tend to be those combo foods because they taste better than say the just the straight carb, like plain baked potatoes, pretty boring. Plain chicken breast is pretty boring. Guess what? That's a pure carb and a pure protein, basically. You have steak with roasted potatoes. Well, you're adding fat to do the roasted potatoes and the steak is a protein fat source. All of a sudden it tastes delicious. So that's where people get burnt out like, oh, I just wish I could do that. And you just have to adjust things. You can have those foods. However, it can be tricky with portion control to stay within your calories. And it is one of the downsides of portion control is your results are going to be slower. That's just reality. But it takes less effort. So you take the slower results with almost no effort. And then when you're in a position to take on more, you can. So that's how to set up portion control and real brief with the different food sources. And we have um, in the Facebook group, there's a fiber guide, which is going to be also like carbs. There's also going to be uh, a really good protein guide, best protein sources for fat loss. And this stuff, uh, when it comes to like building muscle, improving athletic performance, uh, what you do is you just take portion control and you just increase portions. If you're not seeing results, you just keep increasing portions. You just eat more and more and more until you start seeing results. So then level two is where we're going to start to track more. So this is, again, the maybe, probably the fastest route to do things. But it's not always the correct route for you to start in. If you're not in a position to track seven days a week, it might not be appropriate for you. But it is something that a lot of people should get to and possibly you. It's also a great place to start to learn more about food because you're going to directly learn exactly what are in the foods that you eat every single day. So if you eat peanut butter, you're going to learn how many, grams of fat, how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs are in a serving of peanut butter in chicken, in oats, in the apple you like, in the banana. You're going to learn about those things and it's a great tool to learn about nutrition because it actually directly, it's relevant rather than like you listen to some like random podcast telling you about sugar or you break open a nutrition book and it's like the information is good. It's not necessarily wrong but it's not relevant and when things aren't relevant it's like it kind of goes in that one year and out the other versus hey i'm trying to hit this protein goal plug something in and you're like shit that's not enough protein where do i get protein from or you plug something in and you're like oh no what just happened how did i blow my carb goal so it's a nutrition learning tool. It helps bring awareness to the foods you eat. It's a frustrating upfront. Like the, I tell clients like the first like three weeks, I don't expect perfection. Like you're playing like a jigsaw puzzle with your macros and it really doesn't like, I don't expect perfection because you're learning. And if your goal is weight loss, really all that matters is your calorie and protein goal. Like your carbon fat goal don't matter too, too much. Um, They're important. Like you should have a minimum amount of fat at you know, ideally 50 grams for women, about, uh, 70 grams for men. And then you can go lower than that, but no lower, no lower than 30 grams for women, 50 grams for men, or your hormones are going to just tank and you're going to feel like garbage and you're going to be moody and nobody's going to want to be around you. Um, but I digress. So the setup for macros, like, okay, We we talked about portion control. We kind of went over the different foods. So to figure out your calories, you need to go figure out kind of your activity level and your BMR and everything. So you can pull up a free calculator, calculator calculator.net, BMR calculator. You plug in your info, height, weight, age, sex, and it's going to give you your basal metabolic rate. Then you're going to look at your activity level and guesstimate, guesstimate. Um, a lot of times I will go with the lower, if you're like in between, you're like, ah, oh, sometimes I'm this, sometimes that I go with the lower of the numbers. That way you're not eating too many calories. Cause this will be where you start at. It's to give you starter calories. It's not to be like, Hey, this is where you're going to be at forever and ever. It's like, no, things are going to change in the future, but this is going to be a starting point for you. So you're going to plug all that information in. It's going to spit out a number for you. Look at the activity level. Okay. Let's just use fa- like nice round numbers today. Okay, so it says for me, my maintenance calories, which is what it's going to give you, are 2,000 calories. Great. Now we want to lose weight. So we're going to subtract three to 500 calories from that. Then that's going to give us where we want to be at. If you want to build muscle, improve athletic, athletic performance, you want to eat about that much or more. But starting place, you can start there. If you want to build muscle, you're going to need to be in a surplus. So you want to add, say, two to three hundred calories on top of that. So for you, you'll want to eat twenty two to twenty three hundred and then you'll you'll keep going up. By the way, Uh, you're going to continue to increase until you're seeing results. But two two to three hundred calorie surplus. Great place to start at. It's not too many calories. And you'll start to see results. Um. But back to weight loss. So that's gonna be where you start at. You might need less, you might need more. You're gonna see how you feel. Yes, things are not black and white. So you're gonna see how you feel, how your body responds, and then you're gonna go from there. So if your energy tanks, you barely can recover from workouts. Your sleep is shit, your libido drops immediately your stress levels just skyrocket. You might want to increase your calories a little bit and that's okay. Yes, your weight loss might be a little bit slower, but guess what? Sustainability is more important and doing it for longer than like two weeks is really important. You're not going to get results if you're totally burnt out. So we need to do something that's sustainable. So we might need to increase calories a little bit and like a 5% increase. So it's not even like you have to increase that much. You're just going to increase by 5%. See how you feel over a week you can do another 5% increase as long as you're losing weight and your biofeedback is getting better which is you know sleep, stress, hunger, libido, energy levels, those kind of things. You're going to you know just monitor those and if they're okay then you can just chill out or it might be that you're not losing weight in which case you might need to drop and a lot of times I'll drop it calories 5 to 10% and we'll continue going from there and get results. So that's kind of how you set up your calories. Next thing is setting your protein and protein can be a range, um, 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of lean body mass. Um, if you can't get access to lean body mass, I use your goal weight. So if you're 180, your goal is 130, you know, set your protein goal about 130. If it's 160, you can set it there, um, It it just depends where you're at. So for a lot of women, I do keep protein 150 or lower. So somewhere between 120 and 150 is where I end up saying a lot of women. I find you can go above that and there's nothing wrong if you are, you know, a larger and I'm not saying overweight, but you are six, three and built like a brick house and you're strong as an ox. You might need more protein. You, you are a beast. And then that's a compliment, by the way. Um, (laughs) Before someone sends me a message that's like super angry that 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 is a actual compliment. Um, So you might need more. So this is just, again, starting guide. This is general umbrella information going out there, not what you should do specific, you're gonna have to use your brain and kind of figure some things out a little bit here, or send me a message with your specific situation. I'll figure things out. But 120 to 150 is where I set a lot of women for men. 150 to 200 is where I have them. Set your goal with something sustainable. Um, if you can't even get close to that, you want to try to work up each and every week. Like slowly increase your protein by like 10 grams each week until you hit your protein goal. And then your carbs and fat just fall in. So you start tracking. Just Carbs and fat don't matter that much for weight loss. For muscle building, which we're going to talk about next um, they'll matter a little bit more. So, you know, this is like level one tracking. So it's like level true. Level one is like portion control. This is like level 1.5 and then level two is like actual macro tracking. So this is going to be, um, where you're at just tracking protein, just tracking calories, hit your protein goal, hit your calorie goal. Everything else doesn't matter that much. Then we go into Full on tracking. So now the calorie goal matters a little, or the carb goal, the fat goal matters a little bit more. Or we're going to want to hit a minimum fiber goal as well. So, fiber, just real brief, you should eat about 10 grams per thousand calories, 10 to 15, sorry, 10 to 15 grams per thousand calories. So, you eat 2,000 calorie diet, 20 to 30 grams, but you can go higher than that. So, I like to set for a lot of people 20 grams. Also, even if you're eating 1,500 calories, high-fiber foods are going to be more filling. So uh, now we need to figure out percentages and things like that. So where like depending on what app you use, you can either go in manually or you do percentage. So let's just do the manual because it's easier. What I like to do is we set your um, goal of uh, protein, and then we are going to set your fat goal. Um, this can be like... Instead of like one gram per pound of your goal weight, uh you can do like half a gram per pound of your goal weight for fat. This tends to be a slightly higher fat diet. Um, or you can go in with just like the straight, like kind of like optimal level for a lot of people. So um for women, go in fifty to sixty grams of fat, men seventy five to eighty five grams of fat. Just go right in that range and then whatever calories remain, that's carbs. And that's how you figure out your carbs. It's just the remaining calories, or or you have to set percentages. So a lot of times for weight loss, this is going to be about anywhere between thirty to forty percent protein, thirty to forty percent carb, and then about thirty percent fat. So a lot of times it's going to be like thirty protein, forty carb, thirty fat. You can play around a little bit, figure out what your numbers need to be. But that's generally where you're going to end up at. If you just pull up MyFitnessPal, it's going to be like 20% protein, 50% carb, and the 30% fat. Like, you need to go in and change that. So that's like real quick how you figure that stuff out. If you're going with, you know, your goal is to build muscle. Um, we're going to set your protein goal at um, – 100 you know sorry the one gram per pound of whatever your weight is or your goal weight is we're going to set it at that and then we're going to set your fat goal about you know one gram or half a gram per pound of your goal weight um or slightly lower it can be more like 75 to 85 for men for women you'll probably go up above 50 um, the reason for this is fat tastes good. It's also important for your hormones, so it's more sustainable for more people. And then what we do is just increase carbs. You just find out your carb goal, and you just add. It's like 10, 5 to 10% calorie increases each week. So you're just adding, say, like anywhere from 15 to 30 grams of carbs per week to your diet to build muscle or chase athletic performance. And you just add, add add until you hit a level where you're like, ah, oh, I'm good right here. I don't necessarily need to add more. I'm seeing results. I can't really eat anymore. So I'm good. And that's how you set that up. Um, and then what happens is when you go into weight loss phase, if you're used to that, all you do is pull back on carbs. So if you set up like this is a cool thing, once you get to this level, you can kind of keep protein fat the same. The only thing that ever changes depending on your goals is the amount of carbs and if you're very strict with your diet which is not everyone but at this level all you do is increase carbs pull back in carbs increase carbs pull back in carbs that's the only thing that changes in your diet everything else basically stays the same same portion same everything else you're just adjusting your carb amount sounds great in theory however it's only really easy if you are the person who like really likes like The three different things, like the protein, carb, and fat, or the protein, carb, and veggie, it doesn't work so great if you're, like, doing mixed meals. Um, So, with that being said, uh, the level after that would be some more advanced things like intermittent fasting, um, calorie cycling, carb cycling, um, things of that nature where they take more effort. I know intermittent fasting doesn't sound, we want to get there. I put this here because you want a base level of knowledge before you do that. Not a lot of people do it because, oh, I can just skip a meal. Like, yeah, it's basically like disordered eating that people just let go. Um, So we want to go with something that's going to be um, or figure out like a plan that's better for you first and then go into intermittent fasting so first calorie cycling again it's an approach I like with clients but you're adjusting things weekly so it's like weekends are higher calorie weekdays are lower calorie you have to constantly go back and forth between all of that and figure that stuff out so the consistency is not going to be there Um, when it comes to carb cycling same thing it's high carb low carb it's changing during the Uh, multiple times per week to figure out where you're going to be at Um, carnivore diet. I like to use for gut health protocols as needed as part, just like as an elimination diet, there are tools, but they're more advanced. You shouldn't really need to worry about those until you get through the other levels first. So if you're like, Oh, like what about, what do you think of? It's like, uh, what, what level are you at? That's going to be the more appropriate response. And of course, there's a giant gray area. Sometimes I skip clients ahead to things depending on what their needs are. But for you to figure out where you need to be at, like, okay, what do I need to get you? And you don't actually have to like, keep moving up and up and up. Because it's just more and more work. And that's kind of like the levels, it's more and more work to do each level, not necessarily like what's best. What's best is more like the for most people to hang out in is like the level one, the portion control. Like once you reach your goals, what do you want to go back to? Portion control, and you just want to chill out and not worry about food. So that's like where I like to hang out with maintenance. It's like I'm just going to do portion control. It's a very little effort. It's more intuitive eating at that level because you're just trying to figure out portions. You're going to do X amount of portions at this many times per day. It's easier. So there's nothing wrong with level one. It's where I'd like to hang out most of the time. And then depending on what your goals and everything else, we can move up to level two. Level three is going to be the more advanced protocols. And at those levels, things are more difficult. They can get you amazing results, but they take more effort. And you have to be willing to do that level of effort. As you go up, though, Especially with a dieting phase, you get a little bit more food freedom. So, for example, calorie cycling gives you the freedom for the weekends, but you have to constantly be adjusting and you have less calories during the weekdays. It's more advanced protocol. It's fine to do. Um, intermittent fasting, you have to you know, be sure that that's not going to mess up with your recovery or your workouts. It's not going to overly stress your body it's fine to do. Can you get all the calories you need in? Or is it something that a lot of people will be like, oh, it worked for me. And you look and you're like, yes, because you're basically like malnourished and eating 800 calories per day on it. That's not good either. So anyways, that's kind of like the three areas. So you start, you know, figure out where you're at, where you want to go. And you don't have to go through all three levels. You can just end at like level two. Most people should get to level two. If you want like really good results, you'll, you'll need to get to that level at some point, um, but it's okay to just chill out at level one. It's just it's okay to like just like learn protein, carbs, fats, veggies, things like that. Stick with that, get results, be happy, and then move on from there. Um, and the difference between like maintenance maintenance calories are going to be what a BMR spits calculator spits out at you, and that it's going to be what, roughly within ten percent of the, whatever. The, your activity level is um, So it's going to be in that range it, Again, they're calculators, they're not humans So it's an estimate um, Weight loss, you need to subtract three to 500 from that And then when you're going to build muscle Athletic performance, stuff like that You need to be at least maintenance But usually in slight surplus And then you're just going up and down Throughout the year, depending on what your goals are If your goal is to lose weight Like mine will be in January again I will subtract and start to pull calories then other times of the year it's going to be trying to put on muscle i'm going to like right now i'm going to be adding calories i know that that comes with building a little bit of body fat on me but i'm going to get that off in january so anyways i'm kind of out of time for the day so hopefully this is helpful in helping you set up your diet If you need help with specific foods, go to the Facebook group. And again, there's an announcement coming out this week, so pay attention to that. Follow me on social media, and thanks for tuning in, guys.